style helps you get up the stairs and down. Truman Capote once said style helps you get up the stairs and down. Hi guys, probably, hey. probably mostly ladies. Are you even still out there listening? Uh, if so, thank you. And by the way, I am on Spotify now as well. Just, you know, you have to wear something published on so many channels, just all the channels, so many channels. So today is a good day, just like the song, because I am here with the wonderfully fun and authentic Jamila Achimpong, which I'm glad I didn't butcher that, of Commune Shoes. And when I say Commune, I mean K-A-H-M-U-N-E Shoes. I love women entrepreneurs and especially POC ones that are making their mark and making a difference in the industry that constantly says, no, we don't want you or need you, yet we will gladly take your money. If you remember my last episode, I was all in my feelings about Andre Leon Talley after seeing his documentary and the barriers he broke down more than 40 years ago as a black editor of Vogue and the continued lack of true diversity and inclusion in the fashion industry. So inclusion and diversity has been a buzzword for all businesses, I would say, since the orange idiot won. Um, and after Fenty made $75 million in one month offering 40 foundation shades. So let's have a a frank and candid talk about you and your amazing shoes. Similarly, uh, Commune offers 10 shades of nude um, in her pumps, sandals, and flats. I met Jamila, thank God, at an event for her shoes alongside Evelyn and Bobby, another four women by women company that offers inclusive nude bras and panties. So welcome, Jamila. How did all of this start? Tell us a little bit about yourself and what led to you starting your company. So the idea for Commune, I got about two years ago. I was on Instagram yes. and I came across a picture of Kim Kardashian and she was wearing this amazing nude outfit, like nude top, nude skirt, nude heels, uh, nude lip, nude nail polish, you know? And for me, that just signifies a level of comfort and pride in your appearance and essentially your skin tone. So I said, let me do some. But in order to find products, I've, you know, I'm considered dark-skinned. Okay. Even for black women. Okay. You know, in order to find nude products, there's a type. And it's usually tan and beige. So that's not going to be nude or naked on me. That's beige on me. Right. So I had to search, search nude for dark skin. Black woman nude. Which, should we not all be able to find a product that pertains to our skin tone? We should. Yes. We should. And I, it's a lot changing now, right? But it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. We've had to wait quite some time for Inclus. And now, mm-hmm. finally, these brands have been... We've just been dealing with, you know, the ashy makeup or what oh. have you, just making do yeah. and spending the money. You know, they were happy to just take our dollars, whether it matched or not. Yeah. And so now it's um, we're just glad that we have you, we have you know Fenty, we have people considering because now a bunch of people are like copying that now mm-hmm. um, options. Um, first of all, tell me a little bit about your last name. Where is that from? What's the heritage behind it? So Chumpong is Ghanaian. My okay. family's from Ghana. My parents were first generation immigrants to the U.S. and the U.K. Um, 
Okay. Okay. Cool. I, I I hope I didn't butcher your last name no, too much. No, got it. Um, and are you feeling good about um, two Ghanaian appointments recently in the fashion industry? Virgil Abloh mm-hmm. of LVMH, the menswear designer, and also Edward Enenful mm-hmm. of um, British Vogue. Yes. How do you feel about that? Proud, very proud. I just think because Ghana is one of the smaller African nations, um, we don't have the population or the quote-unquote clout of Nigerians, so to speak. So when we make it, the community is just so, so, so supportive. Okay. So to have this Edward, this little Ghanaian immigrant as well, mm-hmm. who started off modeling and now is ahead of British Vogue. And Virgil has just been killing it, creating his own aesthetic. From my hometown, own Chicago. Okay. So like for me, so there's one side of pride, there's another yeah. side of pride. Yeah. It is very inspiring because you can make it. And it's like... Big up Ghana. Yeah, so I know I know you must have felt really, really good about that. Um, and going back to that too, you know, a lot of brands, um, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of startups, it's all about their personal journey mm-hmm. and it's all about authenticity. And uh, that's what really kind of stuck out for me too, is that even the names mm-hmm. of the shades of your shoes, right. um, can you kind of go, you know, from lightest to darkest and just tell me a little bit about a few and what they mean? Yeah. So I've always been focused on building a global brand. So, you know, there's a lot of brands when it comes to skin tones, even foundations or what, the cocoa, espresso, cappuccino, these kinds of things. And yeah. Just like, for me, it felt a little bit dated. So mm-hmm. I just really wanted to pay tribute. So the shades are all named after the women whose skin tones have inspired them. So we have Edinburgh, which is a lighter shade. Women from Scotland tend to be very, very fair. And then all the way at the other end of the scale, we have Juba for South Sudan, which I call the Melanin Supreme for the queens on there. The very deep, deep, gorgeous yes, brown tone, you know. And then towards the middle, we have Rio. I really wanted to give a shade name to Brazil because I just feel like with all of the strife, with colorism and tones, just yeah. to really acknowledge that I see you. And beauty comes in all shades and all colors, and that was really important to me. And then Kumasi Shade 8 is city in Ghana, where my family's from. Okay, So I had to pay tribute. I love that. I love that. So um, I like that you didn't try to make the names, you know, easy to say Mm -hmm. or Americanized or English um, so that you could have this, like, you know, a lot of, um, you know, entrepreneurs that are of color, a lot of times they won't they hide behind their business and you mm-hmm. don't even tell people that they are a black entrepreneur because they want to reach a broader audience and you're just coming right out saying, look, I'm Ghanaian, I'm of this descent and all these sh- shades are going to have difficult names. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like you figure it out. Yep. You learn exactly. how to pronounce them. Google's free. Google is free. We get, there's, we have all the knowledge in the mm-hmm. world. Use it. We have a smart uh, computer in our exactly. hand. Exactly. Resources, the resources are out there. Yes, yes. So... Um, it sounds like your experiences directly influenced the creation of your brand. Basically, um, you couldn't find something for yourself, so that mm-hmm. created a need. And obviously, you're not the only woman feeling this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but before this, what were you doing? What is your background? Were you in fashion? Were you a stylist, a photographer, a designer? No, none, none of the above, actually. I My background's always been in finance and accounting so I was actually living in London getting my master's degree in finance and finished that got a job in sales for a financial technology company 
was doing well there, but I just knew it wasn't for me. So I actually quit with no job lined up. That night happened on Instagram, came up with the idea. I said, I won't complain. I'll do something about it because I've always wanted to start my own company. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have pretty decent taste. Yeah, you do. And shoes. Yes, I've so, tried the shoes on. They're beautiful and they're yeah. also very comfortable. Yeah, so that's gone well. And yeah, just learning as I go. Okay, and then... Well, we know all that's difficult. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, but they don't really know what it takes. Oh. Um, tell me, not knowing how to do it, like, how did you do it? Like, it, it's even more complicated than doing a clothing line where oh, you yes. can just, like, get copies made or get samples made in downtown L.A. Like, getting a last made, a cobbler. Oh, yeah. Like, how did you do that? I think people, shoes are really something people take for granted. Like, they don't understand that it's a whole art and science, like... Like you said, the last and the fit and the sizing um, is all very complicated. So I'm lucky to have found manufacturers in Italy who have been doing this for decades, and the shoes are beautiful. The quality's there. Um, the woman who owns the manufacturing factory has spent years like researching women's feet and sizing and the way the foot will fall in a heel so that they will be, as you said, comfortable. Um, other than that, to be honest, in fashion, there aren't a lot of resources for new brands. So you just have to be smart about it. You have to be lean. You have to use the resources you do have. And you have to be really driven and focused. And did you finance Commune yourself? I got one injection of debt capital, so small loan. Okay. And that ran out pretty quickly. It um, happens. Yes. Startup life. Oh, yes. So then, yeah, it was just going back to work and saving, and then I've been blessed to have an amazing supportive community already, so pre-orders went really, really well. Good. Um, and so the word commune. Yeah. Tell me about it. Commune is a play on of a commune, C-O-M-M-U-N-E. Okay. I just changed up the spelling, and then if you look, commune stems from the word community, so okay. that's what I'm building, a community of women that will all have a shoe in their shape, um, and they all just believe and kind of lifting other women up in the sense that, hey, I have this. Now you have something for you, too. Um, fun fact about Jamila, because she's such a global traveler and has lived mm-hmm. in so many places. Um, you speak some Arabic. Yes. And I'm not sure if you speak anything else. But um, tell me about that. And where do you pick it up? In the Middle East, I'm thinking. Yes. So my family's from Ghana, so I speak Chi. Um, which is our tribe's language. Okay. And then I moved to Saudi Arabia when I was four. I lived okay. there for 15 years. So, oh, wow. Other than the little curse words in the street, <laughs> um, I just made it a point to start studying it, actually. You always learn the cuss words first. Let me yeah. tell, Let me figure out how to offend you, and then, yeah, I, and then exactly. I'll study. Yeah, yeah. And then cool. went on to study it in high school and college as well, so I can read and write. But my conversation's going, so if anybody out there... Wants to converse <laughs> yeah. with me. Right. What's your favorite place that you've lived? Oh, boy. Saudi was amazing for so many reasons. I'm so grateful that that has been my experience. London was fantastic at well as well. But I've always said New York is my spirit city. Okay. But now I'm back in L.A., 
And you don't know. You like yeah. that almond latte, oh, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You like that sun. Yeah. Sunshine. <laughs> I know. It makes you feel like you're on vacation. Already. already. Mm-hmm. That in Miami with the humidity is like my skin looks the best. Um, so maybe, but you are in New York right now. I am in New York right now. Which is still a fashion capital. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so tell me in terms of your experience, what you, you really liked, you got out of finance, mm-hmm. now you're in fashion, you're a shoe designer. Mm-hmm. What have you liked? And I also want to know what you haven't liked. We're going to start with the good news first, then the bad news. Okay. Good news is there is room for your ideas. Um, I think before a lot of people enter this space, they may be under the assumption that it's hard to get into and people are stuck up and it's super prestigious, especially coming in with the luxury line. Okay. Um, but I've been very fortunate to have like amazing community, fantastic response, not only from you know potential customers, but from media and press as well. Um, and then what I haven't loved is it's fashion. And mm-hmm. sometimes ideas, quote unquote, overlap. Um, so yeah, it's only a matter of time. So you feel like, like I'm not the only one doing this, mm-hmm. and um, your style looks exactly like mine. Yep, yep, yep. There's that. I mean, mm-hmm. you just have to kind of focus on self, I guess, when that yes, happens, yes, right? Yes. Um, I get that a lot of people are doing similar things, but it's just finding that one little thing that exactly. separates you. Yeah. Um, so also too, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, what is your take on, you know, culture and vulture and culture vulturing. Yes. And, um, sometimes it could seem as someone who is not of color does something that people of color have done for a long time, um, that we are kind of left out the conversation and we're left out that business. Yeah. Um, what is your, your take on, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Oof, loaded subject. I think... You can say whatever you want. No wrong answer. I think I think you mentioned the word conversation is the most important aspect of it. Right. Because I'm the last person that will say we should police hair, right? Because policing hair is policing hair. Essentially, there's women who are, what, Navy, Army, all of these other organizations who have been told... For so many years, up until recently, that they cannot wear braids, they cannot have dreads, they cannot have their afro puff out, you know? It's policing part of the identity. At the same time, I think it's important to understand why there is an uproar if you're going to do it. So if black women are getting upset, why? Why are they getting upset? What experiences have they had? Right. Them to feel like this, you know? Yeah, like with the, the hair and the cornrows and things like mm-hmm. that, people getting applause or yeah. getting support, whereas, like, we, we probably couldn't, you know, go to work like that, right? Okay. Or, you know, and, and, and why the is comments that? comments you get. Yes, yes. Even when you switch it up, like, if I have my hair out and then I go in with, like, my Senegalese twists, the, yeah. Yeah, you just can't, um... You know, it is about, sometimes it's about having a black face in a white space Yeah, yeah. Uh, can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and earlier, um, we were talking about, yeah, okay, um, you know, like I was talking about ape shit, right? For instance, yeah. them filming, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z filming in the Louvre mm-hmm. and also in front of a lot of art that 
excluded us, even though we know we were around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so all of this, you know, traditionally, you know, regal, royal art right. um, as well. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's just about at least recognizing and yes. not saying yes. like, hey, these yeah. are, you know... Bo Derek braids are Fulani mm-hmm. braids. You know, they've been around for, you know, thousands of years. It's an ancient style. Yep. Just like knowing that and at least giving maybe like the props or the respect, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. Um, so tell me where to find these shoes. Like, how much are they? What's the turnaround time? How do we find you? So we are running out of stock, unfortunately. So limited inventory on the site. That ships right away. Um, traditional model has been e-commerce. Now have done a series of pop-ups and events just trying to get the shoes in front of women who would love to have them. Um, the pumps are $300. The heeled sandals are about 340 And the flats are 155 And... You can do pre-orders, and that's about four to six weeks of a turnaround time. Okay, I'm excited about this, and yeah. I can't wait to see what's next for you. What What would you like to see happen, just in general? What's next for you? World domination. <laughs> <laughs> like, department um, stores, like, how do you want to, or your own shops, like... I can't reveal too much. Okay. But, yes, just more physical. Okay, in person. Yes, so definitely stay tuned for that. Um, giving women the opportunity to come and see and try and feel and shade match um, in various regions of the world. And then also more styles because we've had lots of requests. Okay. And then maybe some new products. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on You Have to Wear Something because you have to wear something on your feet, right? And it yeah. should match your skin uh-huh. tone. Uh-huh. Um, and best of luck. I know I'll see you again. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.